0: Alan, and you are listening to Learn Life. I've always told myself that when I throw a concert or host an award show, Naughty by Nature would close it out with Hip Hop Hooray. It's a song that reminds me of everything that feels good about the 1990s. But this episode won't be about all of that. Everybody waxes poetic about the 1990s, but a lot of people didn't actually experience the shit that they reminisce about because the 90s were a Fucked up place. Now don't get me wrong. I loved growing up in the 1990s because you know, what was better than getting on the train in NYC and having to fight every day because you were from a different school or neighborhood? Yeah, the nineties. But forget about how the nineties made you feel. And let's step back. And let's look at the nineties with an adult lens. Like in the nineties, they used to have a dog tell us to stay off of drugs. Correction, they used to have a dog that was just like a detective tell us to stay off of drugs. McGruff, the crime dog. And he had a nephew, Scruff. Scruff McGruff. He was a herb though. He was a fucking sucker. Do you understand the irony and how high the writers in that writer's room must have been while creating a pet detective that was going to tell our black asses to stay off of drugs? Like, if I saw a dog in a trench coat, I'd think someone drugged me. So I really don't know or understand how effective these commercials were. And then you had Fred McGriff, who they called the crime dog, the Atlanta Braves first baseman. The only thing criminal about him was his fucking mustache. I mean, he had a police blue lives matter mustache and face. So I guess his nickname was appropriate. Fuck him, though. Then you had the Ninja Turtles. Pardon me. You had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because, you know, that makes it better. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turtles do you understand just how fucked up of a concept this is like what was the point of making them teenagers then you call them mutants like that was supposed to comfort me then you make them ninjas because you know seven foot turtles aren't scary enough okay here's an idea nobody will notice these 17 foot turtles if we put masks on them yeah that'll work you think if I saw a 27-foot turtle in my community that a what well was going to make them incognito? That's like making your password password. What the fuck was going on in the 1990s? I'll tell you this right now. If I saw a turtle bigger than my hand, I'd probably square up. I wouldn't run from a turtle, though. But if I seen that nigga eating a pizza with a rat while practicing karate, I'd probably bust a move. It's funny to me, too, the differences between the 90s and now. We had loose dogs in the nineties. Now they call them stray dogs. They done gentrified the loose dog. It's crazy because you know, with all our technology, all our resources, it feels like the world has gotten smaller. It feels like the world has gotten stupider since the 1990s. And that's something I think about a lot. Was the world always this stupid and shitty and I was just too young to realize it. Has it gotten progressively worse? Or was it a combination of both? This episode of Learn Life is entitled the 1990s. And I'll be honest with you. I hope this episode ruins your childhood memories. The most exciting family musical in the world, Cats at the Winter Garden Theater. Cats, how the fuck did this become a play? Cats, who in the fuck even thought of this shit? Cats at the Winter Garden Theater. That's one of the most 90s commercials That I can think of. And I don't know not one person who went to go see that shit. I don't even know anyone who's been to the Winter Garden Theater. I know Madison Square Garden. I don't know nothing about that theater. Cats. That's how stupid the 90s were. Cats. They remade this play into a movie in 2019. Cats. That shit flopped. Cats. Taylor Swift was in that shit and white people still ain't go. Listen. You know white people love them some Taylor Swift. White people love Taylor Swift more than black people love Beyonce. And I'm not talking down on us. I'm just stressing how much white people love Taylor Swift. So if they ain't go see her in Cats, at the Winter Garden or any theater, you know that shit was some bullshit. You know what? Fuck Taylor Swift anyway. fucking Beyonce was in Lion King, Beyonce was a lion, and now Taylor has to be a cat. White people always copying some shit of ours, you know? I don't like Kanye at all. Obviously, fuck him for what he thinks he's trying to do in Haiti, which he won't do. But maybe this nigga was right about Taylor Swift. Yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you, I'ma let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. I know this may seem like I'm joking with my dry humor and such, but I'm actually dead ass serious because all of this just means so fucking much to me. And I have a very real question right now because this is something that's plagued my mind For decades now. What the fuck was Tang? The only Tang that I acknowledge is Wu-Tang. The only thing worse than Tang was the fucking Sunny Delight. A nigga would drink Sunny Delight and get dehydrated. What the fuck was going on in the 90s? We were consuming some absolute bullshit. Like if you were eating Lunchables, I'm almost positive that you voted for Trump. And I know you're probably wondering what's the correlation, but you gotta just think about it. You know niggas only say think about it when they ain't got no explanation. Like they just said some real deep shit that'll take hours to comprehend. They made us eat Dunkaroos in the 90s. What the fuck is not a Roo? They had us eating Gushers. What type of freak shit was that? What type of freak shit were they on? I can't even say what I'm really thinking. Actually, I can say whatever I want. This is my fucking show. What type of perverted shit was fucking Gushers? What type of pervert created Gushers? Like, what were they doing? Were they preparing us for a lifetime of making women squirt in our mouths? I should actually write a thank you letter to the people at Gushers because God made squirt and squirt don't hurt. You know, everybody uses that quote and they never give me my proper credit, but that's what they do. They steal all of my ideas and pass them off as their own quote unquote original ideas. And that's probably because, you know, they used to get their jam sport strings stolen in the 90s. If you grew up in the 90s, and even if you didn't, I'm going to tell you this. Having Jansport strings on your book bag was like having multiple rope chains back in the 80s. But yeah, man, the fucking food. Niggas ain't eating not one healthy thing in the 90s. And how funny is that, though? Vegetarians and vegans were like all the punchlines of every single joke in the 90s. Not everybody wants to be a Presbyterian. Is it? Is it Presbyterian? I think it's not. It's, no. Presbyterian, that's hospitals and churches. It's pescatarians. Whatever. You know what the fuck I meant. That's what it is. Pescatarians. Everybody wants to be a pescatarian, and you know what, they're right. Don't get me wrong though, vegans in them are annoying as shit. Like, a vegan will tell you they're a vegan before you can finish introducing yourself. Hey, how you doing, my name is Alan. Yeah, so you know, I've been a vegan going on 12 years. Like yo, is is everything okay at home? Do you need a hug, or is that too much meat for you? And don't you dare eat meat in front of a vegan. Murderer! Like, all right, calm down. Get a hold of yourself, bro. what the fuck? Vegans are like the people from PETA who like throw paint on people who who own mink coats. PETAs are the real gangsters. Let me tell you something. If someone can afford a mink, and I'm talking about like a mink mink, not the squirrel possum shit that I be seeing y'all wearing, and I'm not judging, Well, how the fuck does a mink have lint on it? Who the fuck do you think you're fooling, really? But like I was saying, if someone has enough for a real mink, they have enough to hire a hitman. But that's just how gangster niggas from PETA are. They'll run up on whoever. Murderer! Now imagine if PETA and vegans cared about black people as much as they cared about animals. We might actually stand a chance in this country. They just running up on cops throwing paint on them. Murderer! This don't got shit to do with anything, but I find it fascinating the different ways that women ask for sex. Like black women will ask you to come over and fix something in their crib, but you know, they'll ask you to pick up a bottle of wine on your way, like you're the Postmates man. Latinas just, you know, invite you over and start dancing barefoot with the top button of their jeans open while they're cooking for you, of course. Now you in the crib dancing with one sock on like a fucking asshole. White women just ask you to hang. You know, you wanna hang? White women, they they love to hang. Which is weird, considering that white women used to get niggas hung. Be careful with them white women, brothers. Most of the other women, you know, they just want to read your birth chart or some shit. Doesn't even matter if you give them the wrong birthday. You're just in for a super good time. Speaking of super, I need you all to go ahead and shop at superbycope.com. That's superbycope.com. S U P E R C O pe.com there's a lot of 90s influenced merchandise created by the good brother Chris cope I see you boy super by cope s u p e r b y c o p e.com check them out and of course love to all the black businesses all the black freelancers all the nine to fibers this everybody black yeah. I hope y'all doing better than surviving i love y'all I'm blickety-black, blacker black, black, I'm black and black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. You know what I've always wondered? Who was the first barber and customer to connect and perform a bald fade? It had to be Nas and his barber in Queens, but of course, Queens. I just feel like he walked into the barbershop and started rapping and his barber decided he had to do something super funky, dope, fresh for him. What the fuck kind of words were we using in the 90s? I think about how we're basically becoming our parents. And we judge these younger people for how they talk, what they wear, what music they like. But what the fuck were we listening to? Like WAP with Megan and Cardi. Everybody lost their shit as if we didn't grow up on I Licky Poom Poom Down. I know that's a song about giving snitches their stitches, but Licky Poom Poom Down, that sounds kinky to me. There was Rump Shaker, Doodle Brown, Put It In Your Mouth, Freak Like Me. Actually, wait, where's Adina Howard at? She's probably like 71 right now. Judge me a few months, I don't give a shit. There was doing it by LL. This nigga was eating an apple. This nigga was eating a peach inside of the fucking strip club. He should be in fucking prison for his lewd behavior. We gotta stop judging these young people for everything they do. We were way worse. The 90s were a disgusting place for music. Sure, there was plenty of rap classics and all that. Sure, great. This nigga Biggie said, You know exactly what the fuck Biggie said. I can't repeat that shit. And we all just kind of went about our day. Stop judging these kids and go give me Adina Howard's fucking phone number. Damn, I knocked the dust off that pussy. I think about sports in the 90s and I'll stop joking around for a second. Michael Jordan is the GOAT, not only in basketball, but of all sports. This isn't a diss towards anyone, this is respect for the actual GOAT. You know how disrespectful it is to bring anyone's name up with Jordan? Individually, team success, it doesn't matter. Michael Jordan is the GOAT across all sports. Bring up Green Gretzky if you want to, but who gives a fuck about fucking hockey? People didn't disrespect LeBron. LeBron, we love you, we see you. We just don't see the need for an all-time great to always have a story. like. How was the bubble the toughest championship ever? Were the Lakers in the bubble by themselves? Or was it a level playing field? It's stupid shit like that. A ring is a ring. LeBron is back being the king. There's no need for all the extra shit. Like the cigar pictures. The cigar pictures were only done so that the images of Jordan from the last dance can disappear off the internet. It's all marketing, which is all manipulation, and it's all bullshit. I see right through it. Just like I would see right through Jordan if he had played during the social media era. Jordan himself, he said it the other day. He would not have survived playing with social media. And he's right. Because niggas would wonder how did Jordan catch the flu from a bottle of Glenlivet 21. Anyway, that's my time. My name is Alan. You have been listening to Learn Life. And please remember, the light at the end of the tunnel is your own reflection. And I'll see you on the other side. MJ says, B. Scott, what's going on? I said, what's up, MJ? He said, man, I, I hear that you're not playing tonight. I said, no, I'll sprain my ankle. He said, who's guarding me? I said, Anthony Peeler." He said, 50. <laughs> 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 so I told Anthony Peeler, listen, um, MJ, uh, he's, he's probably going to go for about 50 tonight on you. So just <laughs> don't don't piss him off. You know, just be cool. He, he ended up with 54. <laughs> So uh, the man could do basically whatever he wanted to do on that basketball court.